Hallelujah. I don't know, I was going to tell a little story to start with. It's good to see you guys. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if anybody of you guys remember when you were a kid um, being bullied. Anybody here ever been bullied? All the time, bro. It's not fun. It's not fun. I remember this one time, I used to live in Quebec, and in Quebec there's ice and snow everywhere. And I remember just, I would go, I was going to the uh, corner store, and there was this guy, he like gave, gave me a little comment as I was walking through the ice, and I kind of responded to him like a, like a snot nose, like a snot nose kid. I was, he's kind of like, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, what do you want? And this is what happened to me. The guy started hitting me on my legs, like that, on the ice. Okay, so I'm, I'm like, can you imagine on the ice, you're like, phew, phew. So every time I would get up, he would do the same thing. Hey, I was probably like seven years old, and this guy was like 16, 17. Can you imagine that? I wonder if people actually do, do that still. Or is that just something they did back then? Happened to uh, me too. Same thing in the snow. Really? Yeah. yeah I think it, I think sixteen-year-olds get assault charges for that now. Oh yeah. Oh, it's yeah. a little bit. Yeah. I think back then, people got away with things a little bit more. Yeah. You, you could punch someone out. in the nose and yeah. and it's like, oh, just go home. <laughs> okay. Oh. So I I wanted to uh, to actually uh, share something as well. Because I forgot to make that announcement before I keep going with the message, is that January fifth, there's going to be a baptism service, um, and we're doing that at the Coquitlam location. So if you feel in your heart that you want to get baptized, which is kind of like it's like the ceremony of uh, dedication to Jesus, where you're saying, you know what, I'm going to show in front of everybody that I'm making a decision to follow Jesus. Come and talk to me, and I'll make sure uh, to put your name down, and, and we can make arrangements for you to get baptized. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's good, right? Okay, so, um, anybody here have a Christmas tree at their house right now? What? No? Just me? Okay, so... <laughs> I started look because I was I was at my house hanging out and I was looking at the Christmas tree. Just thinking, there's a tree in my house. It's like what what's going on with that? There's got to be some kind of symbolism. There's got to be something about that tree in my house that means something. It has something to do with Christmas. And I know there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's some pagan roots. And, and, you know, Christmas and the solstice and all that. We're, we're aware of that. But God always takes preeminence over everything. Right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Right. God owns everything. You know what? You could wear an upside down cross. And I'd be like, oh yeah, one of the apostles got That's right. hung upside down. Hallelujah. You could use any symbol and make it holy. Hallelujah. I believe that. I believe that. Even, you know that the Nazi symbol is actually a, a Christian symbol that they perverted. Hallelujah. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe I'll take it back. Maybe not the Starbucks lady. I don't know if there's anything holy about her. <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> you can do it. You can make it. You can make it holy. <laughs> So I started thinking, is the Christmas tree in the Bible? So I started searching. I wonder if there's anything like that. The branch. Okay, so let's read. Let's, if you got your Bibles, let's, let's take that out. Your Bibles. Isaiah chapter 60, verse 13. Hallelujah. <laughs> it says, the glory of Lebanon shall come unto thee. And then it says, the fir tree. What's a fir tree? The fir tree is what is what we consider the Christmas tree. The pine tree 
and the box together to beautify the place of my sanctuary. Hallelujah. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I will make the place of my feet glorious. His footstool is on earth. He makes earth glorious. So what they're saying, bring in the fir trees inside, in my house. Hallelujah. And I did a little bit of research. And this is a, a story. It's a, a, somewhat of a legend of St. Boniface that encountered the native Germ Germans and they were performing a sacrifice in front of an oak tree. Now this is the legend, okay? of the Christmas tree. So he got he got angry at them because they're about to sacrifice a, a little kid. And he cut down the oak tree with an axe. And when the oak tree fell, a fir tree sprouted up. That's the legend. Anybody ever heard of that? <laughs> it's so we're going to be talking about trees today. Hallelujah. <laughs> how did how did actually how did it all start? Do you guys remember what happened? There was two human beings, some animals, and two trees. God makes reference to trees all throughout the Bible because there's something powerful about the tree. So let's look at Isaiah chapter 61 verse 3. It says this, To grant, to grant those who mourn in Zion to give them beautiful headdress instead of ashes. This is what Jesus came to do, right? To give us the oil of gladness instead of mourning the garment of praise instead of the spirit of heaviness that they may be called what oaks, oaks of righteousness the planting of the Lord that he may be glorified so what he's saying we're like trees we're, God is planting us this is why Jesus came to plant us, to make us like oaks, strong, not weak. So I'm, I'm, I'm guessing most of you guys know John 10:10. 10, 10. You guys know that verse? The thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy. The thief comes to kill, steal, destroy. I, Jesus, have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. Hallelujah. Jesus, so when you see something that looks like stealing, destroying, that's the enemy doing that in your life. Hallelujah. And now God can use the enemy. He can. That's in the Bible. But it's not God doing it. You see, see, the enemy comes to steal. Kill. He wants to make your life hard. He wants to destroy your life. But Jesus came that you would have a better life, more abundant life. Who's with me here? Yep. Right. So do you remember in the Christmas story, okay, Right before Jesus was going to be born, what happened with King Herod? Right. King Herod made a decree to kill all the babies, that, all the boys that were being born. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So, When, you're, when something good is about to happen, I just want you guys to know this. I'm sure you know, you've noticed this in your life, possibly. 
When something good is about to happen, the enemy tries to destroy it. Yep. Any, any, anybody know what I'm talking about? Yep. It's kind of annoying. But at least when you know it's the enemy. Yep. Now, I don't believe that was God's plan. That wasn't. That was the enemy's plan, was to kill Jesus before he's born. So I don't know about you guys in 2000, 2020, next year, God wants to birth some things in your life. Who, who here is ready for 2020? You're just, I'm ready to move on to next year. Hallelujah, it's going to be better. Who, who's believing for better? Come on. Better. Better is <laughs> best. Yeah. Mediocre. Mediocre. <laughs> As Jesus tries to come, see there's a contrast here. As Jesus tries to make your life more abundant, as he's trying to give you life and life more abundant, there's another part that says the enemy's trying to kill, steal, and destroy. And I'm just I just want to prophesy right now that it's not going to succeed. Just receive it tonight. Woo! Just lift your hands. Yeah. It's not going to succeed. Right. Right. In Jesus name. You can't devour me. Yeah. It's not going to succeed. Whatever destiny. he's birthing will be birthed. You can't have it. In Jesus name. Amen. Hallelujah. It ain't going to succeed. <laughs> As they say in Georgia. Yeah, that's right. So I don't know if any of you guys are like me. You've, like, you have circumstances. You have all these things that you try to fight. You're trying to do the best you can in life. You're trying to adopt some positive uh, changes, attitudes. You try to heighten up your standards. You're determined to make adjustments. To fly high. You're wanting to establish new vision. But somehow, it's like you get a little bit of breakthrough, but then somehow, like, it just is like, like a pull, a gravity that tries to pull you back to where you were. You guys know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. yeah. There's this force, there's this battle of Jesus trying to lift you up. And the enemy, gravity, the enemy, and, the, and this gravity, it's like a pull trying to pull you back down to where you are. You want to be intentional. You want to you want to make resolutions. You want to try new ways. You you want to break old cycles. You want to you want to respond differently to to your husband, to your wife. You want to be more intentional with your kids. And it's like you start this new thing and then it lasts like 3 days and then you're back at like oh my. <laughs> oh, oh lord, yes. <laughs> Keto, you do keto for like five days and then, uh, <laughs> just, extra large. I got yeah. five keto days. <laughs> then you bounce back. Like, uh, <laughs> it's the journey. But there's a fruit. You see, there's there's fruit that God wants to give you. And I believe that we have these seasons, like the trees. Where you go through seasons, and then there's moments where there's fruit in your life. Hallelujah. And I'm telling you, when the fruit comes, that's when you got to guard your fruit. And I'm going to be talking about that. How to guard your fruit. So what I wanted to do tonight is I want us to be able to fly very high and to defy that natural gravity of life that wants to keep us down keep us in the same boat to avoid the attacks that want to trip you up I want us to implement a strategy that will make us more effective to the point where there's genuine transformation and having a stronger footing see when I was telling the story about how I was walking on the ice and that guy was just like, he would just kick me a little bit, and I would fall on my back. I didn't have strong footing. I want us to be expert at protecting the fruit that God wants to give us. 
experts at protecting the abundant life that God is, Jesus is trying to give you. There's an intentionality about protecting what's good. When you have a good family, when you have an awesome wife, when you have a good job, things are trying to get you off track so that that fruit no longer is yours. Hallelujah. And I believe there's ways to be intentional about life as to how to guard what God has given you. So it's really important because if you look at Proverbs chapter 13, verse 12, okay, this is what it says. It says, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a dream fulfilled oh, yeah. is a tree of life. Yeah. A tree of life. Hope deferred. Anybody here ever got hope deferred? You're hoping some, for something. Hope is good. Right. But see, sometimes there's this thin line between hope and delusion. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, where's that line of genuine hope as opposed to being delusional? And I believe God wants to actually... And see, that's the... the that's, that's the counterpart of hope, is delusion. The enemy tries to come, and he'll bring things that look nice on the outside. <coughs> Hallelujah. Just like that tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Right? Not that the tree itself is bad, but it's the eating of it. Hallelujah. And you see how... Adam, how, when he just ate that one piece of fruit, what happened? Can I say this tonight? That the fruit that's on your life is so valuable? Do you know that fruit is the most important thing, I believe? Hallelujah? Fruit. That means I'm talking about results in your life. I'm talking about growth, the sweetness of life. So Proverbs chapter 11, verse 30. The seeds of good deeds become a tree of life. A wise person wins friends. Hallelujah. There's, there's a, a relation between... Fruitfulness and your friends. Winning your friends over. Winning the people that you're supposed to be walking with. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's some people that come in here and sometimes they come and I could tell in their life they're struggling on different things. And I want to win them over. Hallelujah. I want to win their trust. Hallelujah. You guys, you guys with me on that? Mm -hmm. Seeds of good deeds become a tree of life. Hallelujah. So the name of the message tonight is don't settle for only a Christmas tree. There are amazing gifts under the tree of life. <laughs> Hallelujah. Jesus. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for tonight. We glorify your name. We magnify your name. We thank you for your birth. We thank you for who you are, for every person that's in here. I pray you touch their lives. I pray there would be fruit in their life. Make us experts, God, at hearing your voice. Make us experts at life. From hearing your voice and following and in obedience your word. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So one of the things that's awesome about Christmas is that this is how Christmas works, right? You you get a gift and then you 
you wrap it, right? This is uh, how many guys here like to wrap? You could always tell under a tree when it's a guy that wrapped it and when yep. it's a woman. Yep. <laughs> My best wrapping job is probably like 1%. <laughs> it's horrible. But there's grace for that. Amen. There's a lot of grace. Hallelujah. What's good about the, the gift, okay? What makes Christmas so awesome is that the gift is hidden. It's not so much about getting the gift, but it's the anticipation of not knowing what's going to happen. Hallelujah? Right. And you can either be on the side of, I'm not patient, I just want my gift right now. Anybody here, when they were young, they went and they opened up the gift? Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sneak peek it, unwrap it, and re wrap it again. <laughs> You see, God has gifts. He's got amazing things for you. But they're concealed sometimes. Yes. You don't see the whole picture. It's hidden. And that's what's awesome about life. If God would just give you everything, here you go. <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't be as exciting. The exciting part is not knowing what's going to happen. How is God going to, how, what's going to come out of that box? I know you got a box for me. I know you're about to do something. I don't know what my car is going to look like, but I know you got a car for me. I don't know what, who, what my wife's name is going to be, but I know you got a wife for me. Hallelujah. And that journey of not knowing. Come on. If he just said, okay, uh, Dan, here's your wife and just, there you go. I didn't have to fight for her. I didn't have to put any effort. I just got it. How many know the more effort you have to put to get something, you're going to protect it? More value, right? Hallelujah. If I plant a tree and it takes 15 years to grow, and now I, I got my first crop of oranges. I don't know how oranges work, but... Hallelujah. Don't touch my tree. Right? If I just planted some carrots and someone grabs my carrot, that's one thing. And I'm telling you, don't, don't get impatient about what God wants about to do in your life because sometimes the best things take the longest to, for you to get them. He, he wants you to have to fight for it sometimes. Because when you fight for something, you guard it with everything you got. Hallelujah. So there is this anticipation, but I'm telling you what, guys, there is a Christmas. There is a time where you get to open gifts, and there's not just one under the tree. Hallelujah. He's a rewarder. <laughs> now, There's this guy called the Grinch. And he likes, he doesn't like Christmas as much. He doesn't like your gifts. <laughs> right? right? And you got all these gifts ready to unwrap. God's got uh, family, he's got jobs, he's got opportunities he's got good feelings he's got peace wrapped up in a nice bundle but the Grinch tries to come and yank it from you before you get it hallelujah so how do you actually guard those things so let's look at Proverbs chapter 25 verse 2 it says, it is the glory of God to conceal a matter and the glory of kings to investigate a matter. It's the glory of God to hide something, right? But our job is to try and, 
decipher it. You got to figure it out. Sometimes you you got you got to try different things and you got to try unlock. There's a code. You guys know what I'm talking about? Yep. There's a code. You see, it, the gifts of God, they're not like wrapping paper where you just... <laughs> you got to decipher it. You got to figure out, like, when I first met Bora, okay, as much as it was destiny for me to marry her, I had to, like, figure her out. That doesn't work. Oh, this worked a little bit better. This did not work at all. Pull up your pants, Dan. Right? <laughs> 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 Hallelujah. Woo, it's going to be a good year, I'm telling you guys. Why do you think God puts the, bell, uh, the baby inside the belly for nine months? You don't know if it's going to be a boy or a girl. <laughs> it's exciting. It's if you just plopped it right in front of you, there you go, here's a baby. It's mm -hmm. not the same thing. The mommy has to walk around and cuddle. You know, it's, it's, you're building it. And then the more, it's like, this is mine. Like, you better not touch that baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Adorable. <laughs> so, anyways, I used to have a apple tree in my house. And how many know there's always a neighborhood uh, bad guy? <laughs> yeah. no yeah. Can you picture his face right now? Yep. You know who yes. I'm talking about? <laughs> the guy was like... Yeah. <laughs> that guy. You ever seen that guy? Yeah. Anyways, that guy came into my yard, and he would steal apples from our yard. Jesus. So let's look at John, chapter 15, verse 16. He says, Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit. And that your fruit should remain. Hallelujah. That whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Hallelujah. That's, that's what God wants. He wants, to, he wants to give you fruitfulness in your life. Obviously, there's an eternal aspect to this. He wants to give you something that will remain. Something different about your life that remains. Hallelujah. You see, it's easy to be fruitful for one week. It's easy to be on the keto diet for four days. It's that remaining part. The long-lasting change. Hallelujah. I know I'm challenging you guys tonight. If you are the same that you were in 2019 as in 2020, you're going to get the same thing probably. Hallelujah. There's things that you have to change. See, I look at Derek. Derek just got his license. Yeah. Let's give him a round of applause for that. Oh, dude. Yeah, for sure. Hallelujah. He got his license. So so that is remaining now. This is something that he's going to carry with him. Now, I'm not saying that the enemy is not going to try and yank that away from him. That's possible. Hallelujah. But see, now because there's been change in his life, he's going to be able to do a lot more. Hallelujah. There, do you know how many things God has lined up for you? Whether it's an MDiv or it's whatever it is that's wrapped up and ready to be displayed. I'm telling you, those things that you've worked hard for, they will, they will make a big difference. I, I think back of so many things that I had to put a lot of effort towards 
When I started this place, it was not fun. It was not fun. It was a lot of effort. But after a while, now I feel like this location, Burnaby location, this fruit shall remain. We've reached a level where this can sustain itself now. I don't got to like worry about it. I used to look at all my numbers and like try to like make everything work. Now I can just, okay, I can pay the bill. Just yeah. click the button. Praise the Lord. <laughs> right on. Just, just pay the bill. That's amazing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Come on. I just want to encourage you. Don't give up. Yeah. Don't give up on what you started, guys. I'm telling you. Hallelujah. I look at Gary with, with his music. Gary, just watch out, man. I'm telling you. You keep going like that, you're going to be in big trouble. In a good way. <laughs> good trouble. <laughs> good trouble, yeah. I believe it. You're sowing seed. I think it's good to talk about this as Christmas. It is about Jesus, which is the best gift. And the, the best gift you can give Jesus is your heart, the peace of God. Is your heart at peace? It's like the best gift my kids could give me is that their life is going well. Right. That's the best thing, that they love me, that they come to me, that they, they acknowledge me, that they care for me. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Even if they care for me and they love me and they come and hug me, but their life is not going well, it's going gonna, it's gonna to bother me a little bit. Hallelujah. Well, yeah. I believe God's the same way. He wants your life to go well. He wants every part of your life to go well. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we resist. It's like, no, I want my life to be hard. <laughs> I just want it hard. <laughs> it's got to be hard. Anybody? <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, so let's let's go through this real quick. You guys okay? I hope this is gonna help you for 2020. <coughs> Fruit that remains. I believe that when you, you're struggling in your personal life, it pulls away, it pulls away from your ability to actually witness, to witness to others. Why? Because you're distracted and your mind is focused on all these other things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Trying to pay the bills. Like, I got to do this. I got to do that. It's life is hard. And I believe that God, what He wants us to, to be able to do is to be so free in our minds that we could be like the apostles walking around every day just doing God's work. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo! Come on. Who likes that? Who <laughs> likes that? So how do you preserve your tree and your fruit? Okay, so number one, and if you're, you're taking notes, you can uh, write this down. It's very uh, practical points here. Number one, if you can identify your desires, okay, you'll be able to protect those things. So I was talking to Derek yesterday, for example, and he's got an idea of a truck he wants to buy. He knows his desire. He knows what he's aiming for. How many know that the chances of him getting that truck are a lot higher because he knows what he wants? Right. right. It sounds very simple, but a lot of times we don't, like I, I spent a lot of time not knowing what I really wanted. Like, 
making up our mind about where we're going, what do I want for my life, you can make a list of 10 things. I want this, I want this, I want this. I actually, I have, uh, this is just what I do. I have an Excel sheet that I open up every single day and I got like 10 things of my desires of what what I feel God wants me to accomplish. And then what I do is I have a column. Okay, so I got 10 desires. I want to buy a house. I want to um, I want to open a 24-hour worship center. Um, I want to I want to record a CD for our band. Like I got all these things, my desires. And then on the other column what I do is I'll just write the next thing that I have to do. The next step towards that. What does it do? It's actually it's bringing me closer to what I believe God wants to give me. It's kind of like when you go to sleep and you, you're sleeping and you're waking up and you got to wake up and the gifts is under the tree but you got to wait. Hallelujah. It, it's like I'm, I'm getting closer to all the gifts that God wants to give me. Hallelujah. As I'm doing this. <laughs> Right on, Dad. Hallelujah. I'm telling you guys, God wants to give you so many gifts. But if He just hands it over to you, it's not as fun as the anticipation and the building up and the process of getting to it. What when you're going through the process. You see, me going through the process of courting Bora, of getting to know her, of building trust with her, that was a long process. It was three years. That doesn't sound that long, but it's long when you're, you know, you're waiting and so day by day by day by day by day, and you're, you're waiting and you're waiting and you just want to get married and just want to unwrap the gift, you know what I'm saying? And it's, yeah. <laughs> But see, now, now that I've had to wait, hallelujah, I want to protect it with all my heart. Yeah. I'm not just going to quit. I'm not just going to give up when it gets hard. Hallelujah. If you build your own house with the nails and you cut all the wood and you yeah. paint everything, dude, I'm telling you, you're going to know everything about that house. You're not going to let anybody come in there and cause any damage right. because of the effort that you've put towards it. Okay, number two. Let yourself hope again. That sounds easy. You guys following me? Does this sure. speak to anybody? Yeah. Right. I think Papa John knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> Psalms chapter 31, verse 1. In you, O Lord, I take refuge. Let me never be put to shame. Save me by your righteousness. Incline your ear to me. Come quickly to rescue me. Be my rock of refuge, the stronghold of my deliverance. For you are my rock and my fortress. Lead and guide me for your name's sake. You free me from the net laid out for me and you are my refuge so what does it say you get so that verse what that verse is saying is put your hope in Jesus and God again you gotta you gotta remember what he's saying is it's for your name's sake he's saying God I'm gonna hope again for your name's sake meaning that I'm going to be a, uh, it's going to be a testament. My life is a living testament. God, I want to do well for you. That makes, that's a whole different toll as I want to do well for me. God, I'm this, everything, I, I, all of these desires, 
They're not so much for me. It's for your name's sake. It's to bring glory to you. Hallelujah. We don't hope because we are afraid of traps. If I hope in finding a better relationship, I'm afraid to hope because I'm afraid it's a trap. Yeah. And and we've been let down so many times. But I'm I'm saying I'm saying guys, if you want to protect those gifts, if you want to protect that fruit that God has for you, yeah. you're gonna have to hope again. That's right. Hallelujah. Right? Woo, because good word. Yeah, when I when yes. I when I'm looking at that sheet, when I'm looking at my Excel sheet in the morning, and I'm seeing my, the desires that God has placed in me, the gifts that I believe God wants to unwrap for me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm hoping again. And that hope pushes me and drives me through the day. I want to have some coffee because I got things I got to do and the coffee tastes good and the drive I'm driving to work and I'm listening to messages and it's awesome man I wish there was more traffic today I got to finish this message hallelujah 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 come on come on you see what I'm saying that's the difference you you know that God's bringing you you already know where you're going you're like man hallelujah man I got if I stay more in my car, I got more revelation. I'm just going to fill myself up with knowledge. Hallelujah. It, it puts a whole different perspective on things. Anybody been at work and looking at your watch? Yes. <laughs> oh, Lord. Not here, but at your place. And I'm not saying that's bad. I'm saying that if you have this list of the desires... Ooh. It even says in the Bible that Jesus was able to go through the cross because of, of, of the glory that was beyond that. Yeah. I'm willing to not eat that Subway sandwich. It's got nice hot sauce on it. Mm -hmm. yep. But I'm going to suffer and eat a keto sandwich mm -hmm. because there's glory beyond mm -hmm. the pain. Hallelujah. Okay, we're going through this. Number three, set boundaries. Hallelujah. Do you want to protect? You want to protect what's good? The fruit that God wants to give you? You want to protect all these desires that God wants to birth in your life? You got to set boundaries around you. Hallelujah. Beware of the chameleons. You guys know what a chameleon is? Yep. As I was uh, praying about this point, God showed me a chameleon. Okay, a chameleon, it's, it's someone who can just, they come to you and they can actually become that color, right? They're nice with you. And then when they're over here, they're not nice about you. Mm -hmm. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got to be very careful. You got to use discernment <coughs> as to who is a chameleon in your life. I want you to ask God right now, do I have chameleons in my life? That are pretending to be my friend. But really they're out to hurt me and destroy me. Hallelujah. Set boundaries. Jesus. Okay, number four. Number four. How do you protect the fruit? When there's fruit, pick it. Right? Pick it. When there is favor on something, if you recognize the favor on something and milk it. Hallelujah. 
If you're, do you see what I'm saying? If you're seeing that something is working, it could be as simple as a sales pitch. This sell, like I, when I was doing sales, I figured out one sales pitch, and it worked, and it worked, and I was getting credit card numbers. Like imagine someone just calling someone and them giving me the credit card. I never talked to them. They were giving me their credit card number. Can you imagine that? I'd be charging $600 on the credit card, like, hello, hi, my name's Dan, how are you? And the next thing I know, I'm charging $600 on their credit card. Hallelujah. Oh, oh, yeah, I could tell you. Yeah, milk it. Got milk with that? Sure. <laughs> At the, at the skateboard shop here, we started selling a lot of completes. So what am I doing? I'm going to milk the completes. Right? When there's favor on something, there's no point in focusing on doing uh, other things. Hallelujah. I started milking the completes, and my goal was to get 20 completes there. And I did it. And we sold a lot of completes. Hallelujah. If you want to protect the fruit... Milk it when it's being fruitful. Hallelujah. Milk the cow while it's pregnant. Come on. <laughs> Does that make sense? I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. I'll take it back. Just record. <laughs> okay. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus. I'm telling you, I want to encourage you guys to do that. Just just get an Excel sheet, write down 10 things, and just have another column right next to it. And just be like, write down what's the next focus, step. Focus, focus, focus. I want a prayer life that's like, I want to pray four hours a day. Right? That could be your goal. I don't know. It could be anything. Hallelujah. Number four, uh, number five, guard it. Hallelujah. In business, it's a lot easier to get a customer than it is to keep a customer. Hallelujah. I used to do this, and I'm sorry, I apologize, Jesus. I used to call people I, when I was making sales, and I would try to sell them as much as I could. I'm just going to sell you as much as I could. Like, let me sell you $2,000 of boards, and I'm, I'm going to give you the cheap ones and the leftover ones, and I'm just going to pack your store with cheap ones. Okay, what, is that? what does that do? That's a one-hit wonder, okay? So, so now that I, I, I have a little bit more wisdom, okay, is that what I should have done is I should have said, you know what, I know you want to order $2,000 worth of boards right now, but these ones, I'm not even going to sell you these ones because I know they're just going to sit on your wall. They don't sell that well. I'm going to actually sell you these ones. And I know these are leftovers and they're not even that good. But here, here, have these ones. Because I know once you put those on your wall, they're going to sell right away. Hallelujah. You see the difference? Now you're guarding that customer. You're guarding the fruit. You're guarding the, that tree. Hallelujah. Man, like a happy customer will come back and come back and come back. But man, when they have one bad experience with you, it's hard to get them back. Then you gotta call them and you gotta, right? Guard. Guard your family. It's, 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 it's being intentional. It's hard, guys. I, I, I struggle with it. Because as a man, I, I don't know about women, but maybe it's just me. As a man, I feel like I gotta guard so many things. Like, I, I'm like the goaltender or something. Like, whoosh, I gotta. There's pucks coming at me. I'm just trying to <laughs> pick up the blocker. Anybody use the blocker? I don't know. I feel like Mr. Bill. 
<laughs> I'll get like one giant blocker later. Like. <laughs> yeah. There you go. It's bigger than the whole net. There you go. Come on. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is guys, this is all about being intentional. Being intentional is being spiritual. Hallelujah. Being intentional is being spiritual. That means that I'm not just going to do anything. I'm going to plan, and I'm going to I'm going to actually I'm not going to do the first thing that comes to my mind. I'm not going to go wherever I'm being led. Like wherever I get an invitation, that doesn't mean I'm going to go. Hallelujah. I'm going to guard, man. I'm seeing I'm seeing something good about this. I'm seeing an opportunity. I'm seeing something amazing. And I'm not going to let anything distract me. I'm going to, like, focus on it. Guard it. Okay, number six, and there's two more, and then we're done. Hallelujah. We got some Christmas giddies for you guys. Oh, for your belly. <laughs> okay, number six, and this is so important, guys. This is, write this one down. Shake off the bugs. Shake off the bugs. What's the bugs? The bugs is that little thought that tries to come in. That little offense that tries to come into your head. Do you see the way he just looked at you? I don't think he's, I don't think he likes you. Yeah, likes you. Do you see what I'm saying? I, I actually had one of those this morning. I didn't have this point on the sermon until what happened this morning. Where the little bugs came to me and I'm like, man, I'm about to lose some fruit right here. I'm about to go into like... Yeah, the fruit flies. Like, they, like just... And I, I was just like, shut up. Yeah. Shut your mouth. I'm not going to listen to you. Good for you. Hallelujah. Just someone looked at me funny. You know? Yeah. Just, just like yeah. that. Like I just said, oh, I, I was trying to be nice. I'm like, hey, did, did anybody pick up those chairs over there? Huh, huh, huh? And I was just like, all of a sudden, oh, <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. just little bugs coming yeah. around. Like, yeah, yeah you see, they don't, you see all the, that work that you do. You're doing all this work, and then, what's going on over here? And you're gonna go worship, huh? You really think, oh, you're holy. <laughs> Just go up there and play your bass, Dan. You'll be awesome. <laughs> shake him off, like I literally like like. Just yeah. shake it off. Yeah. Like, just yep. do it. Shake sure it off. Did. I'm telling you guys, the more sure you, did. if you, yeah. have you noticed that one fruit fly? And once there's one, there's yeah, a thousand that comes. Yeah. Kill the one. Misery loves company. Just kill that one before there's two. Because once there's one, then there's two, then there's three, then there's four. Then you got a whole That's right. swarm of fruit flies talking in your mind. Just take the holy swat. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm being serious. Just this alone, just that alone will change your whole life. That in itself will transform your whole life. The moment you hear the voice of the stranger, you just zap it. And how do you zap it? Second Corinthians uh, chapter 10, it says, We don't wage war according to the flesh. Our weapons of, of our warfare, they're not weapons of the world. Instead, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We tear down arguments. Yeah. <laughs> And every what? Presumption. Yeah. Your presumptions get you in a lot of trouble. That's true. Hallelujah. Yeah. yeah. I was right. saying, I'm, yeah. I can make a whole storyline with my presumptions. <laughs> I got it all figured out in my head. <laughs> Pull them down. Right? It's set up against the knowledge of God. We take every thought captive. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, God doesn't really love me. Is there anybody with that? Oh, man, this is taking way too long. 
I'm tired of waiting here. This is this is never gonna work. Is anybody like it's not gonna work? It's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. And it keeps repeating. It's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. <laughs> Just shut up. <laughs> it's true though. You guys know what I'm talking about. Number seven, expect, expect a change of season. A change of season is not an enemy. The winter that comes is not the devil. The winter comes. There's hard season. There's dry seasons. Sometimes it doesn't rain in your life. It feels like it's hard. That's not the devil. That's not the fruit flies. That's the season. Hallelujah. There's no fruit that grows sometimes because of the season you're in. And number seven, healthy roots. Hallelujah. Healthy roots. What does that mean? Healthy roots means that you're not a quitter. You're not easily uprooted from something. When you try a relationship out, I'm committed. It's hard. It's hard here in the up north in Canada. <laughs> but I'm I'm rooted right here. I don't have to I'm not going to get uprooted from this family. I'm going to stay put. I'm going to I'm going to keep working. I'm going to show up at work even though it's a hard season. It's winter right now, but I'm I I am immovable. I got roots deep. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Come on. So is that number seven or number eight? Uh, that's number eight. Number seven is expect a change of season. Right. Yeah. It says in the Bible, it tells you where to be planted. <clears throat> that's the thing. <laughs> if you're not planted... Where the Bible is telling you to be planted, yeah. then just uproot and plant where the Bible. Planted by what? By the streams of water. If there's not a stream of river of water, what is that? Uh, does it feel like life? Is Jesus in the center of it? If it's not. It's okay to plan to uproot yourself and to plant yourself right by the river of God. Hallelujah. Come on. Jesus. So there's no music, so we're just going to close. But you guys are awesome. What's that? I'm telling you, 2020. <laughs> it's going to be the year. <laughs> Every year is going to be the year. I thought 2019 was going to be my year. It was. I love it. It's just a, it's just a, it's a way to reset. Right? So what I was saying is how the enemy wants to trip you. And one of the best ways to avoid being tripped is prevention. Okay, prevention. Don't poke the bear. Okay, don't walk alone. You see, when I was walking alone that day and the guy was tripping me nonstop, I was by myself walking alone and it's a lot easier to get your butt kicked when you're by yourself walking alone. Hallelujah. Next time, I'm going to take a different way. I'm not going to repeat the same thing and I'm going to wear the armor of God. The helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, the shield of faith, the shoes of the gospel. Hallelujah. Come on. Jesus. So uh, what I want to challenge you guys tonight is actually if, if you want to take more notes on this message, I actually have a podcast because cool. I know it, it was just, there was a lot of stuff. And it's sometimes it's hard to remember everything if you didn't take notes. That's right. That's right. But I want to encourage you to go on the podcast. It's called One Love Ministries Canada. 
it's on the podcast and I put my messages there and that way you can go back and um, this is stuff that I've been working on and I you know I, I just want to be honest like my life just seems like it's getting better and better it's good it just it took some time it took me six years six years ago man my life was in shambles mm-hmm. like in the toilet hallelujah so I'm telling you if you feel like your life's in the toilet don't give up I'm telling you if you feel like life is hard don't give up come on so 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 guys let's let's just stand up and let's just close in prayer